folks, what it is, you hear some too with his shot and low. They know, they know he is. We got him with two saving this week, three man we JC Smith. We got the boss man going to my man in Memphis. He has Super Bowl party this past weekend off the chain at clicks. I saw the videos in the group. My man will get it in. Trust us records. It's JC Smith. What's good, bro? I am. What's going on, boss? Man, no much, bro. Just, uh, you know, children ATL, just trying to come off this football high. Get ready for, you know, Atlanta Hawks All-Star Weekend, going out to L.A. Because two Hawks players are playing the Rising Stars game. So, I got, I got my eyes set on Cali. I'm going back, back to yeah. Cali. Cali. <laughs> <laughs> That's what's up, man. That's how you do it, though. You better believe it. Now, bro, I want to get to your day, man. Three man, we will talk some basketball, Dave, because, bro, the Pistons will be in town tomorrow on Sunday playing against the Atlanta Hawks, man. Blake Griffin is re the Pistons. We can say it again now. Detroit basketball. They got Blake Griffin up there, man. Trying to see some the seats up there at the new arena. Little season arena up there. Van Gogh trying to save his job. Him and Drummond seem to be playing well so far. So, my man, how you feel about the trade with the Pistons getting Blake Griffin? How far can they go in the Eastern Conference playoffs with Blake Griffin and Drummond playing a good two-man, two-hour game down uh, up there in Detroit? The Motor City. I, I think I think it's a, you know it's a good trade, man. I think Blake. I know he was shocked, surprised to you know be traded by the Clippers, but you know the Clippers weren't going anywhere. Of course, now you know kind of star power is starting to go back to the East now, and with Blake going to Detroit, you know I think it's gonna be a great situation. Like I said, teaming up that one-two punch with with Drummond, you know, on the inside there, man, with the inside punch, so. Like I said, they've been playing well so far together, man. Uh, first game with Detroit, he had what twenty-four and ten against uh, against my Grizzlies here. So I think it could be a good deal, man. And like, and I wouldn't be surprised, depending on the right matchup. I wouldn't be surprised if the Pistons could actually win a first-round playoff matchup. You're right, you know, because that ain't probably they're right below the AC right now. New York's probably gonna fall out of it. That means you gotta replace one of them teams in Philadelphia, Milwaukee. Miami, you got the Sixers, I say them already. So, of those teams, who do you feel is the weakest link of those Eastern Conference playoff teams that's in that little Indiana range, Milwaukee, you know, who do you think going to fall out in Detroit going to take their place? I think Indiana. I, I, I don't think Indiana. Indiana's make, make, they've had a nice little come up this year. They're not ready, though. There's still a couple players away from really, really – you know, uh, contending out in the East. I like what Oladipo's doing the All-Star this year and everything. But um, I think Indiana's going to fall back and uh, fall, fall out of that playoff race in the East. Yeah, my thing with Detroit is this, man. They, they, they need a wing guy and a shooter. And too bad Reggie Jackson's out. Because they need a guy who can stretch the defense. Because in the playoffs, they can pack in the paint against Blake and Drummond. But thankfully, Blake is now shooting more threes. But do you really want to have him out there just jacking up jumpers like Kevin Love does for the Cavs? So it's kind of catch twenty two. Look at it. Hey, you want to have him stretch, stretch, stretch him out, shooting threes. But if you get him out there, he ain't efficient. You need to have him inside with Drummond to play off each other. But the thing about those two guys is, JC, is those guys can both pass the ball and dribble for their positions. Yeah, no doubt. And, and you mentioned like having a wing and shooter out there on the perimeter. Man, this would but uh, this would have been a good time to hold on to uh, KCP. Can Tavius Caldwell Pope? 
you know, throw him a couple dollars for him to stay uh, past the offseason, for him not to go to L.A., man, you could have really had a really, really nice little uh, trio out there between those three, you know, especially add in Rich Jackson as well, uh, when healthy, man. So I think Detroit, like I said, they're they, they going to do some things. The second half of the season, man, they're going to make some noise in the East. And I'm really looking forward to watching them in the future and see what pieces they can add, add in the mix there to really, to really improve the team there. Yeah, the Pistons' problem is they haven't drafted well. They missed out on some right. draft picks by passing over some people. I think that's what their problem is. They haven't drafted very well. Because, you know, Frazier's don't want to sign in code and see, like, like Detroit. They don't want to sign in Detroit or, or Cleveland after LeBron James leaves. Milwaukee. You have to draft guys in those towns and get them for eight years on the, on the, on the, on the, on the while they're young and they prime. But Detroit's a hard place to get a guy to sign it unless you're really just good. Oh, doubt. No doubt, man. Now, New York Knicks uh, lost uh, our guy Chris Stapps Porzingis to a 20 ACL on a dunk. I seen them play the Hawks on uh, Sunday, uh, Super Bowl Sunday here, and uh, the Hawks came back on a weird play after they didn't give Baysmore a free throw, and it just was bad for the Knicks. And the Knicks season is getting worse and worse and worse and worse. So, the, well, what are you feeling about the Knicks, man? And losing Porzingis and their attempted rebuilds and retools and that's not working and do you feel like Jeff Hornacek is in trouble now or the case, or the injury to Porzingis kind of insulates him from being fired this year man you know what it sucks to have a, a unicorn go out like that man the guy he's definitely a cornerstone piece of the Knicks going forward man was playing out of his mind this year I think what one of the only two players in the league uh, this year averaging 20 points and uh, two blocks, him and Anthony Davis. So, you know, it, it goes to show, man. The guy's definitely making, you know, his presence felt, you know, on the league, you know, in his first uh, couple of seasons, man. So I hate to see him go out like that, man. Terrible knee injury. But I'm sure he's going to bounce back, you know, and come back better than ever, uh, you know, next season. But um, it's like the Knicks can just never get right, man. Ever since, like... When was the last time the Knicks was just good, good? You know, that I know Jason a couple years King ago, about five Mike years Woodson. ago. They had them old dudes yeah. on the team. With Mike Woodson, yeah. And went to the semifinals and everything. Carmelo was doing his thing, man. So, like, I, I, I mean, you need the Knicks. You know, you want the Knicks to be to be good, man. The NBA is better when the Knicks are good, when when Philly is good, when when L.A. is good, man. You know what I'm saying? You need those three teams to be, to be in the mix, man. You know what I'm saying? To make it really... Uh, uh, must see TV for everybody across the country. So, you know, I hope the Knicks can get together one of these days, man. But like I said, this poor, poor draft in the past. Uh, of course, uh, dysfunctional front office, you know, with, during the Phil Jackson tenure. So, you know, I think the Knicks will get it together one day, man. But right now, they just, they just can't win, man. Can't win for trying right now. Yeah, the Knicks, man, they always got something going on at the Garden. And just speaking of Knicks real quick, the did a basketball story uh, on the show about how Charles Oakley's case got dismissed in, in New York City court, but he's still banned from MSG. That's Dolan still being petty, man. Man, let that man back in the game, man. He's a legend, man. Let him back. Yeah, it's just sad to see how James Dolan is such a petty. I can't say the word on the radio, but you know what I'm thinking. He's a petty, rounds with. Uh, a sucker. <laughs> so, 
Shout out to the radio, man. Shout out to get on the radio here, man. Shout out to keep it within the SEC restraints, not go above and beyond what they want us to say here on the radio. Now, the Clippers, they yeah. re signed Lou Williams uh, to a three year contract, third year partial guarantee. Uh, I'm shocked that happened. I thought they would trade him away and get some assets for him. But the Clippers, hmm, I think they signed him to trade him later in the offseason. I think he, he, he came to trade for six months. But I think the, how he did Blake Griffin, Lou might be on the move when the next season before this season starts. Because you signed him in February, and you can trade him away again in the come August. September for training camp. So I'm thinking, bro, he's on there temporarily. He's balling out 31 years old, balling out, but I just feel like, yeah, I saw what you did to Blake already. Uh, you might be trade moving to LA, LA again, Lou. That's how I feel. I feel about that, bro. Man, like you said, Lou Williams, he's been doing his thing, you know, last few years, man. You know, he did his thing for a number of years down there, you know, with Philly. Um, but it may stop in Atlanta also, man. He's killing down there. So, like I said, he's a, a guy I would definitely love to have on my team any day, man. And you know you can get him for some good, you know, not not crazy contract. You know, you can get him for some good money as well, man. But, uh, like I said, I don't, I don't think I even want to be in that Clippers situation right now, man. That thing is about to go bad. You know, I think Doc Rivers is about to be out of there. You know, they, they about to do a complete rebuild, rehaul, man. Lou Williams deserves to be on a playoff contending team somewhere. I wish he was still in Houston. Just imagine Lou Williams in Houston going up against Golden State this year. I think they could beat Golden State anyway, but just adding him to the mix, man, that would really push him over the top right there, man. But Lou Williams, he's been one of my fan. He's been a fan favorite of mine for a long time, man. I definitely always appreciate it, you know, what he brings to the game, man. Yeah, last question on Lou before he gets to go up in his second part we got here, bro, is this. Uh, DeAndre Jordan. Uh, if I'm DeAndre Jordan, uh, I will opt into my contract. We'll get into it next segment about the money. But it's just like the market is suppressed. We saw how these trades not really happening. No, not, not much player movement because of these bad contracts from the 16, 17. We'll get into more next segment. But, bro, DeAndre Jordan, would you – about $24 million knowing you might not make, make that back back make that back but over a three year period rather than you can get it all at once next year the Clippers and then worry about money when, the, when there's more money flowing in that 19 summer they definitely man you know it, it's a it's a science to it you know these guys they're so savvy now you know how they go about you know opting in or you know um all different type of clauses in their contract. They, they know how to get their money. So, you know, DeAndre is definitely going to do the best thing, you know, for him in that situation, man. And I, like I said, he deserves, you know, at some point also to be on a championship contending team, man. It didn't happen with Chris Paul and Blake, you know, in L.A., but, you know, I could you see a DeAndre maybe, maybe in, in Houston or, you know, Cleveland or anything, you know, going forward. You know, for for the years to come, man. So, but like I said, definitely, man. Get your money. Opt in. Do what you gotta do. No doubt, folks. JC, I'll be back with more segments of Three Man Weave. Stay tuned with us after this short break.
yeah, yeah, it's your man JC, the host with the most, baby, and it goes down each and every Saturday night right here in the city of Memphis. That's right, y'all. It goes down at Clicks Sports Bar Memphis, baby. 3705 Malco Way, Memphis, Tennessee, 38125. Come out and join us, the Three Kings, each and every Saturday night for the liveest karaoke in the city. Everybody gets in free till 10 p.m., only $5 after. Great food. We got drink specials. We got all kind of games, man. We got the pool tables popping. Whatever you want, we got you, man. Come on out. Have a good time with us each and every Saturday night. That's Clicks Sports Bar, Memphis. Folks, back here, three man with JC Smith and myself. We here, Charlie Low again. You know, it's my man's back for segment number two. We talking about NBA basketball, like we talking about. Listen, bro, get your money now, bro. I'm gonna read you this right here. There will be this offseason, bro. It's, it's gonna be terrible for money if you are a star. The big money crunch is coming. Get this teams with cap space this offseason. Are as follows. Here we go. The Atlanta Hawks. <laughs> you really, really, really want to sign with the Hawks if you're a free agent? Think not. Uh, the Brooklyn Nets at 15 million. Chicago Bulls 24 million. The Dallas Mavericks 20 million. Lakers 35 million. Philadelphia 30 million. The Phoenix Suns 17 million. And that's teams with significant cap space to sign guys. Now, JC, you and I both know in 1617. A lot of money thrown out, thrown around, around the league. But get this, you go. This is this right here, per ESPN, right here. There are just eight teams under luxury taxes for this offseason. Lots is going to offer the mid-level exception to eight million dollars. Someone going to offer the taxpayer mid-level exception. And there's so much money and so little, so many guys out there, but not many guys to make a lot of money. So be a lot of those level deals this summer so who would have thought JC when the cap spiked up that it would backfire this some of these guys for this year that they would have no money that it's all trying to drop up for them now because they don't have no more money to pay these guys because the cap won't rise that very much this year yeah man um it was a you know a uh issue like I said you know a couple years ago when all the new tv money all the added revenue and, every, and each team got their share and everybody was throwing out all these ridiculous all these ridiculous contracts you know like the Grizz of course here locally throwing out the contract for uh, Chandler Parsons but but at the same time I can't blame them because everybody was getting bad contracts you know look at Lou Dean <laughs> you know with the Lakers a couple years ago he got like 60 million uh, Mozgov got 60 million you know they had money to spend they had to spend on somebody and those were just the available free agents, you know, in that class that year. But now, like you said, you know, now there's not this great of an increase with the salary cap. Now these owners and front office staff are becoming more 
fiscally responsible now and don't want to spend that money. So, you know, it's going to be interesting to see, you know, with the free agent class this year, what type of money is going to be thrown out there, even though you got some big names, you know, and especially some big, even bigger names in 2019. You know, I'm, I'm going to be, I'll be very interested to see, you know, if somebody's going to get that three-year or four-year, 90, 100, $120 million deal, you know, and they're not LeBron James. They're, you know, a second-tier free agent because that's what the free the second-tier free agents were getting two years ago. So we're going to see what, what happened this summer. Like an example, the Lakers of Julius Randle. Uh, do you let him go out and try to fish an offer of strictly for agency? Uh, or do you renounce him and let him go and pay him his qualifying offer? Because if you're a strictly for agent, you're, you're pretty much screwed, man. Like some down to Jay Jordan. If I'm him, I'm opting in. I'm not going to go out to this market because it says, I'm reading right here from ESPN. I'm reading exactly what it says from a GM. It says, and I quote, a lot of teams will not spend the full 8.8 mid-level exception opting for the 5.4 tax taxpayer mid-level so they won't get the hard cap apron and will not be able to make any moves via trades. Yeah, man. Like I said, hey, it's a, <laughs> it's penny, it's penny pension time now for the NBA, man. So you know, of course, the money is still ridiculous, but it's not going to be at the rate that it was two years ago, man. So if you can opt in on the current contracts that you know that you have now, that'd be definitely the best way to go, man. Because ain't no guarantee you're gonna get that, that top dollar on the open market. Yes, indeed. Now think about this. Now teams like the Atlanta Hawks. Or just like in my backyard, may opt to take on a bad contract to use a cap space for a first round pick. Because think about that's what the Bulls did with Omer Oshik or the Pelicans. Think about this. It traded Miritich to the Pelicans for Oshik in a first round pick. So Oshik makes $19 million. So they took pretty much for a first round pick, they took on Oshik's contract. So. Think about how much draft picks cost now, JC, because to take on a bad contract is going to cost you a first-round pick at least. Maybe right. Not. Right. You know, it's cost doing business, man. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, at some point, you know, that, that it was going to crash as far as you know, the money was being thrown out there, man. I don't know if the, I don't know if the players realized it back then a couple years ago. Maybe they thought, you know, every, every year it's going to be crazy money like that, but... You know, at some point, man, you know, they, the owners just can't continue to throw out money like that. You know, so it's all about, all about, you know, making the making the, the best move, but the most frugal way possible for these owners now and these front office guys now. You know, because they want to make their fill out fill out the roster, but at the same time, you don't want to just go into the luxury tax and you know blow all that money away. Exactly, and. I'm, that's why I'm shocked the CBA didn't change too much when CBA was done because I mean like I feel like there's going to be a ref- repercussions of this CBA once it comes up again because of what's happening this summer like the, pretty much the market freeze we have it where guys won't have any, any, have any money to make and I feel bad for guys who are those lower tier friends who are friends this year who don't have they're going to be stuck on low deals and they're going to see the money boom again like when when 19 and 20s contracts come off the books, it's like, whoa, here we go again, you know? It's exactly, gonna, no doubt. going to be a whole cycle of this. Now, 
Now, bro, uh, do you, don't ask you this about this here. I'm, I'm just gonna throw it out there to you. The Wizards are balling out without John Wall. Now, the, the Bradley Beal said some things we say when talking about John Wall. Boy, out, put out a tweet, putting out in quote teams. Uh, if you John Wall, should you want to rush to get back because they might replace you because the guys gonna be playing very well without you. It's gonna be happier that you're not even around to be around around the roster, be on the team. They just happy you're not around. So if you're John Wall, should you wanna get bad fast for they don't realize and don't realize whoa. You can go and get rid of John Wall. We, we playing better without him. I think it's something to be said as far as the Wizards playing better as a team without John Wall. But you're not gonna advance to the playoffs without John Wall. You're talking about a guy who well, over the last couple of years, it's been, what, top three in assists? You know, I mean, come on now. So it's not like he's a ball hog or he's not He's not Carmelo when he's out there. He's, he's definitely, you know, getting the ball to the right guys and making things happen out there, you know. So he's definitely sharing the ball, and, and the team has been winning. Like I said, you know, I think right now, I, I think John Wall, he casts a, a big shadow in that locker room as far as being a – I'm not saying he's a selfish player. But he's a guy that has to have the ball in his hand to be effective. You know what I'm saying? He's a, he's, a, he's a point guard. He's one of the top point guards in the league. But he, you know, what I'm saying he needs that rock to be successful. And at the same time, without him out there right now, I think it's going to be a blessing in disguise for the, uh, the, the Wizards going forward. Because now, like I said, other guys can get confidence knowing that hey, you know, I can get I can get going. I can get my shot going without John being out there. So when he comes back. You know, they'll have that confidence, and then you need a John Wall in the playoffs to have any chance of beating a Cleveland or a Toronto. You're not beating them without John Wall, so, you know, it's something to be said about them playing better in the regular season, but give me John Wall when, when, it's, when it's postseason time. Now, we got this also, bro, is this, that uh, the Hawks GM, Travis Sling, said that LeBron is the one who put out that Warriors one. That Warriors rumor that it wasn't the Warriors, it was LeBron's people put out that put out their rumors of the Warriors, and LeBron tries to control the narrative. And he tries to put out things to manipulate the Cavaliers, and it's not going to work. And he's just using the Warriors as, as fodder uh, for him, and also to get in their heads. What's your feeling about Travis Link, the Hawks GM, coming out and saying this and out in, in, in the open that he feels like LeBron trying to mess with the Warriors and manipulate the Cavs by throwing that rumor out there? He may go out there and take somebody's place. Man, this is too much drama for me, man. This is nothing but a soap opera. It's WWE. You know, like, the the whole, I mean, it, it just didn't make sense from the start. Like, and I don't know who put it out, you know, LeBron's camp, whoever. It just, it, it's dumb because, you know, at the end of the day, LeBron would look like a complete idiot, a complete fool to join the Warriors. Man, why would he, you talk about somebody ruining or tarnishing their legacy. Like, there is no recovering. There is no coming back from you going to the Warriors if you're LeBron James. You already took a bad rap for going to Miami. You know what I'm saying? But he kind of, you know, he cleaned up the, he cleaned up that part by going back to Cleveland. But if you went to the Warriors, man, that would be the weakest, most punk, you know what, move. Uh, a superstar, maybe, we're talking about maybe the second best player of all time next to Michael Jordan, could ever do. So, the whole, whoever put the story out there, maybe I'll... Like I said, to get in the Warriors' head, I don't see how that's going to mess up <laughs> mess up the Warriors, you know, what they got going. The only thing that's going to mess up the Warriors 
is themselves and maybe the Houston Rockets. But other than that, I don't see uh, that story being out there bothering uh, the Warriors, even Clay Thompson, uh, to be more be more uh, specific. And final story, this bro, we want to cover real fast with you. What about Kevin Hart trying to trying to get on stage with the, with the trophy and then go on the NFL Network and drop an F bomb? Hey, my man was litty. <laughs> boy, every day we lit. Every day we lit. Yeah. yeah, man, he was enjoying himself at the Super Bowl, enjoying his hometown team uh, win their first uh, Super Bowl ring, man. Kevin Hart. Uh, hey, like I said, he he definitely had a couple of embarrassing moments by trying to get on the podium. I mean, he should have been just happy with being on the field, first of all. You know, he had the suite and everything with his boys. They would, you know, show the video. They were drinking in the suite and everything, having a good time. Like, I mean, just to get on the field, you know, you know what I'm saying? You got, you got it's levels to this. You know, you are world famous and everything, but you're not about to get on the podium, man. Like, exactly. just be happy you was on the field. Exactly, my man took a new level, level like, to it, man. He took a new level on that one, bro. Trying to give up the trophy, man. Yeah, you have, be happy on the field, bro. Yeah, be humble, man. You know what I'm Yeah, come on now. I'm like, you know, I think, okay, of course, he was drunk, but at the same time, hey, fame, fame is a monster, man. Fame is the worst drug known to man because it, it, it could definitely blow your head up to make you think you're bigger than what you are. Like you can actually walk up on a podium. For a Super Bowl celebration, and you didn't you didn't play not one down <laughs> with the team, you know what I'm saying? But they they were gracious enough to let you on the field, though. Yeah, there's levels to it, man. There's levels to this, like you said, bro. Well, look, bro, before you go, something about what you got going on at the world famous Clicks Billiards over there in Memphis, Tennessee. That's right. You know, Clicks Billiards Sports Bar in Memphis, man. You know, we got the number one party spot. Number one party spot in the city, man. It goes down each and every Saturday night. It's going down tonight. So we got the Valentine's, Valentine's Day, uh, ladies, day, ladies night thing going on tonight, man. It's going to be popping ladies. Get in free before 10. We handing out roses. You know, Valentine's Day is coming up. So, fellas, make sure you take care of your ladies. Valentine's Day, man, if you're here in the city, bring your lady out to click. Sports bar is going down. Number one party spot, your boy JC. No doubt, folks. Hear the commercial on the show. Clicks, Sports Bar, Memphis, baby. JC, as always, three man weave. Boss, we hit it, bro. Hey, talk to you next week, my man. All right, my guy. All right, folks. Three man weave. We out. JC, the host with the most, baby, and it goes down each and every Saturday night right here in the city of Memphis. That's right, y'all. It goes down at Clicks Sports Bar Memphis, baby. 3705 Malco Way, Memphis, Tennessee, 38125. Come out and join us, the Three Kings, each and every Saturday night for the liveest karaoke in the city. Everybody gets in free till 10 p.m. 
only $5 after. Great food. We got drink specials. We got all kind of games, man. We got the pool tables popping. Whatever you want, we got you, man. Come on out. Have a good time with us each and every Saturday night. That's Clicks Sports Bar Memphis. on me i'm not these celebrities i hope they're like 19 you know 1990s celebrities so i'll actually know what i'm talking about uh you may have a couple in there that you may recognize okay okay well folks we're gonna hit it off now so folks you've been waiting on it it's time for it it's here it's the boss report first word on is this it's a girl Kylie Jenner and Travis Scott welcome their burying the trap seed baby, and Auntie Kylie reveals the Chicago West to the world as well. So, is there a name on this uh, this child yet? Stormy. Stormy. Unfortunately, yes. Okay, because that, that, that's what my daughter was telling me the other day. She was talking to me about this, and I, <clears throat> she said that nobody knew that. Kylie Jenner was pregnant until like way late in the pregnancy. Is that accurate? She kept it hidden. She always had her her stomach. I kind of feel like that's actually a good thing. Like most celebrities are like out there selling baby bump pictures and just putting it all out there, right? Like kind of capitalizing off the pregnancy. Exactly. And she was more like, uh, you know, secretive about it, I guess, or private about it, which I, you know, I can see that. Um, going both ways like being excited about having a baby you know as a celebrity i guess it's it's kind of a big deal for your fans and whatnot but she was seemed like she was more private about it um which i could understand too you know you don't want everybody in the world you know open your business 24 7 i don't know man good luck to that kid though because that family is <laughs> that family is whacked out at this whacked out bro <laughs> so 50 50 on that one we got that way to New York. The Migos, Mama, are set to perform on Saturday Night Live next month. So, I give me a Migos song because I'm not, I'm not familiar. So you gotta lay one out. Look at my dad. Look at my dad, boy. Bad and bougie, or handsome and wealthy. Versace, 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 Versace. Hannah Montana, Hannah Montana, Hannah Montana. Okay, so I know who those. I know. I know that now. Okay, I know. I know those uh, songs just from hearing my my exposure to like some of the newer 
music that's out there is from driving uh, my daughter back and forth to work and school and whatnot. You know, because obviously I can't touch the radio when she's in the car. She's it's her radio. Teenagers, that's their radio, right? It doesn't matter what you're listening to. You could be listening to their favorite song, but they'll change it anyway just because that's their their time to shine. You know, they want to they want to show show the world what they know about the music world that's out there. So <laughs> I don't know. I think that'd be a good. That's a good musical act for Saturday Night Live, right? Yes, the Migos. Hey, I I love all their songs. Motorsport, Stir Fry, uh, Emmett Smith, Tony Romo. They got songs about them as well. It's like high energy, you know, high energy. Yes, and the Migos be a Hawk games, which I like as well. Maybe they'll be on the court playing next season after the, <laughs> <laughs> after the, after the Hawks ditch everybody. Exactly. We got this one. We got Scammy Sunday. Real Housewives of New York's Ramona Singer is accused of billing Bravo for designer clothes and having her assistant return them for, and get the money back given to her. Okay, so... I, the original show in this genre was the uh, the uh, Housewives, uh, the Real Housewives of Orange County. Was that the first one? Yes. Then New Jersey, then Atlanta, then New York, then yeah, Miami. This is a whole franchise of real quote housewives. Okay, and so I, I've never in my life seen an episode of this show. Okay, Neither a, have I. any of them. So am I, am I to gather that they basically? aren't really housewives they're just they're like maybe aren't they're just like think about them as more creepy basketball wives who are married to people or divorced from people but they still have to house housewives and have entrepreneurial businesses going so they keep them the show it's more so there's a name entirely but some of them are some of them aren't okay so that's not necessarily the the whole uh, that it result revolves around being an actual housewife it's just kind of the name the, the name they went with yeah, the genre. Yeah. Okay, I've never seen it before, so I'm not going to rip on the show or not. I mean, obviously, it's been around for a bit, so it must have some type of viewership, you know. Yeah, I ain't seen a day of it in my life. Bro. I don't know what <laughs> we should do a real, a real, like Real Housewives of Jr. and John. Yeah, that, that, I might get banned from radio and TV if I do that. <laughs> Just show us laying around on the weekend, eating <laughs> chips on the couch. <laughs> Yeah, Jason, Jason, popping in. What up? What up? <laughs> Trying to take us to Coles. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Let's go to Coles. That's Coles cash, man. Let's go sell. <laughs> uh, I love it. I love it. Exactly. <laughs> we got this prison base. Suge Knight's fiance sentenced to three years in prison for a shady probation violation. Okay, so. Um, the first thing that pops in my head, Jared, about Suge Knight, is that he hung vanilla ice out of a, off a balcony, like up in a hotel yeah, somewhere, right? He wanted that royalty money. Dude, Suge is a straight thug, right? He is. Oh, I'm not scared of too many men, man. I ain't miss Suge Knight. He came out of the uh, that whole uh, Compton Death scene, Road. didn't he? Yeah, Death Row Records, Ruthless Records, Easy Eating, all them brothers, NWA Compton. Dude, see, back in the day, like, I don't think, I don't think people like young kids maybe 20 i would say 26 and below 24 and below don't even know the like the roots of that um that group of guys that came out of compton those dudes were like real like straight up gangsta that was it was more gangsta than it was rap like (laughs) they came from that life into rap as opposed to now 
the musicians, you know, the, the, I'm not going to say all of them, but a lot of them play to that, that lifestyle and they pretend that they came from that type of lifestyle or they try to, you know, put that out there like they're hard, but these dudes were for real. Like they were, they were legit, you know, gangsters. Leave it. We got this. Where's the music? Starting July 1st, Best Buy will no longer carry CDs in the store and Target may follow suit. You know, I saw a, I saw a little spot on the news about this, and they actually went so far as to say they're getting rid of the CDs, Jr. But they're actually by contract that they're still going to have vinyl in the store for a period of time after the CDs are gone. Wow. Which shocked me even more because I, I mean, I had no like the only people that I know buy vinyl are you know collectors. So who, what collector is going to, you know. Best Buy, Target, big box stores to, to buy vinyl. I had no idea they even carried it. I didn't either, brother. I, I, that's news to me. So, on, on the boss report. Breaking, <laughs> breaking news. We interrupt this program. Vinyl is still being sold in stores. Where we need to get a Memorex tape at there. <laughs> bring those back in. When were we talking about the, the uh, floppy disks? What conversation was that? It was an off-air conversation, wasn't it? I may have been. I don't. I remember the con. I remember the combo, but maybe I think it may have been off that conversation. But yeah, I remember that. Yeah, when I saw uh, you know homeboys come roll up with a floppy disk. I'm like, are you kidding me? <laughs> floppy disk, my man. Really? Uh, yeah, yeah. My man rolled up at the Kinkos with a floppy. That's disc. what it was. <laughs> and he don't look at him like, dude, floppy disk. <laughs> Oh, that's great. You know, because everybody's got like 3,000 of those in their attic somewhere. <laughs> Completely unusable at this point. Exactly. Like, for real, like, dude, really? Yeah, no, literally, I'm looking at my office right now. I have like a, a thing of them in my little container here. They got dust on them, of course, but they got dust on them. <laughs> You're using them as coasters for your glass? <laughs> yeah, literally in my office right now, I have that have not been used since maybe 98, maybe. And they got dust all over. I'm not lying. Literally, right? Literally, I'm not lying. <laughs> Jesus, that's, that's crazy. I'm, I'm going to need it to take those goodwill, probably, or just trash them, because I'm never going to use them. Obsolete, because I don't know what. Just like those AOL discs, because I do. No, literally, dude. I saw some AOL discs, literally, at, at the store of the day. You mean like the, the free trial discs? Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh, shit, the man. free trial disc. Like, are you kidding me? Who's using that? That was it, though, back in the day, bro. That's how you got on the net. Exactly. If somebody calls you trying to download, it will piss you off. Oh, yeah, absolutely. If you were on Napster trying to download some music, free some, some pirated music. Back in the day, you could find anything on Napster, but it would take like three years because it was dial-up connection. And then if somebody called and interrupted your your download, you were definitely not happy. Not at all. Folks, two-story warning, people. Two-story warning. First story is this. Congratulations on order for Cal's backup point guard, Derrick Rose, after Prego biracial Be- Becky, Alana, and him tied the knot doing his break from the Cavs in which he was contemplating retirement and came back with dreads in his head. <laughs> Jesus. Was, I mean, he, had a, he had a lot going on there. <laughs> he 
Exactly. He had a lot going on on that little trip, didn't he? <laughs> he sure did. Jesus. Oh, man. So he got married, huh? Married, knocked up, dreads. Jeez. Trifecta, right? <laughs> exactly. He had the trifecta on that one. Triple play. How is his... Uh... I guess wife now. I don't. I don't know who that is. Is she uh, a public figure? Or is she attractive? She's a she's a model and she has a nice figure. On her. He did good by her. <laughs> good. God bless him. Happy yes, indeed. Happy to hear it. Well, also, the boss for this, John. Remember Charles Oakley's assault case of MSG? It got dismissed. My man still banned from from Madison Square Garden because Garden staff is scared he may pop off again. Well, I mean, I don't. I guess I, I can understand that perspective from the staff, but I, I'll be honest with you. I mean, let's review that, okay? That case, it really probably should have been dismissed, right? It should have, yes. So Jim being petty, right? So I mean, it's really not. I don't know. As far as I'm concerned, I, I guess if you work there. And you want to be open your feelings about it. Yeah, you might be scared about it, but at the end of the day, it's just, it was like a one-off situation. I doubt the guy's going to be up there, you know, causing problems every time he's there. Exactly. It's still Jim Dolan being pretty. Yeah. Yeah. All right, John. We got through our first Liberty Boss Report ever on the Boss Man Show. What's your take on today's off-level report, man? I liked it because it kind of keeps me keeps me more in tune with today's pop culture. I, I have to be honest with you, Jar. I kind of kind of fell off a little bit there with my pop culture knowledge. So I think that uh, once in a while, having an all-celebrity boss report is a good thing for me. You know, keeps me on my toes, makes me keep keep track of what's going on out there. Yes, indeed, well, folks. Jr. and John, boss report. Travis Williams, President and CEO of Academics and Athletic Consultant, focused on educating and empowering tomorrow's collegiate athletic leaders. My passion is for the education and genuine concern and care for today's student athlete. It's the centerpiece of my life's work. A college education, both in and out of the classroom, is a truly rewarding benefit. For more information on AAC, you can go to www.academicsandathletics.com consulting.com once again www.academicsandathleticsconsulting.com or you can follow me on Facebook at Academics and Athletic Consulting or Twitter at Coach TWheel24 or Instagram Travis L. Williams24 or you can call me at 404-542-607 once again, AAC is very proud to partner with J.R. McHenry of the Bossman Radio Show, covering sports and entertainment across the country. Please tune in weekly for informative, entertaining, and expert analysis on today's sports and entertainment topics. Thank you.
my stride here I'm, I'm feeling good about it i'm feeling good when i first started it i was kind of a little little suspicious of it you know you told me there was going to be no florida man so i was a little you know thrown off by that but i feel like i'm hitting my stride here all right folks better jump into it folks so you've been waiting on it it's time for it it's here it's the boss report first story john she's back Copious cake cutter offer K Michelle returns to love and hip hop Atlanta, but is she part of the franchise? How did she trashed her franchise previously in previous to two cents she left. The K Michelle John has been a copious cake cutter offer. She trimmed down her uh, plastic surgery drawn up bosom and her, you know, uh, wagon that she had from Dr. Miami. Now she cut it off and there's more. Uh, Tamer than before what it was, John. It hurt me and my feelings as well. It's tremendous. I can only imagine your, how your feelings were hurt. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. It hurt my feelings. <laughs> so I, I bet you there's a lot, a lot, a lot of women that have serious issues and regrets with some of the plastic surgery that they've had in the past past uh, you know and they have to go about changing it at some point i would imagine she would be one of them because she had she was pretty busty right yeah she had the top and the bottom brother and uh she has since trimmed it all down said she want to love herself because <laughs> she was quote thick before she need before she even got it she was thick so she had the front back and side to side huh yes Hey, listen, man. I mean, good for her. Uh, just, I hope, wish her the best. Hope she's happy with her with her new look. You better believe it. We got Chef cooking with the sauce. Aisha Curry reveals she's pregnant again with her and Steph Sturridge Child. So Chef is getting it in, brother. He's hitting threes in more ways than one. <laughs> He's taking care of business, man. <laughs> my, my God. You know, I, I don't... Uh, I, I had like when the the Cavs were playing Golden State in the finals, you know, going when, when they're in game, right? I always have like a negative opinion of, of Steph uh, during those battles, but he seems like a pretty smooth cat, right? He seems like a pretty genuine dude. He, he's real laid back and cool. Yeah. So outside of that, you know, that matchup when your team's competing with with his. You know, I can imagine he'd be one of those guys that gets under your skin because he just buries everything right in your face. He's throwing up what you think are junk shots that he hits on the regular. It's really got a no. I would imagine it's really kind of you know frustrating as an opponent. But he seems like a pretty cool dude, so good for him. Yes, indeed. We get a horrible story. Bronx teacher made black students lay on the floor, then stepped on them for a 
lesson about quote slavery and the olden days. Oh, oh my God, dude! Wait a minute. Please tell me the teacher was was not white. The teacher was white. Oh my God, dude! That makes it ten times worse. Ten times worse. I mean, if a black dude did that or a black teacher, it's worse. It's bad. Still, but oh my god, what is what do people what, like? What goes through your head when you do that? How could you possibly, how could you possibly think that's gonna end well for you? He's lucky that one of those kids didn't get up and whoop him, like just beat him. Beat him. <laughs> how do you come to answer? That's a good idea for a tape. I, I mean, how? Why, why? Why do you need to give the visual like lesson plan on that one? Can't you just? Aren't there enough like written and, and pictorial examples that you could give? <laughs> like, I mean, Jesus, what? Oh God, that's so stupid! Like, how could you be that dumb? Honestly, how could you be that dumb? Exactly. I don't know. And and what was that like a thing like back during the the slave era where they were just randomly walking over people on on the ground? Like, I don't even remember that from history. Sorry, man. What a I don't, Idiot! I just I don't know how you I don't even know Jr. Like how do you get how do you wake up in the morning, look in the mirror, knowing that you're gonna go to school with that lesson plan, and not like just go back to bed, like not just call it sick, like oh Jesus. And we got pure comedy, John. Soldier boy didn't know that Groundhog Day was a real thing. <laughs> I mean, that's one of those things that if you're alive, you know about, right? Because it's every year, it's always on the news. Everybody talks about it, just like goofing around. It's like one of those conversation starters. You're in the elevator with four people you don't know, and it's Groundhog Day, and you, somebody's like, oh, did you see the Groundhog Day? Saw a shadow. Blah, blah, blah. Everybody knows that, right? Just from being alive. Another, another event in the long line of stupid events in Soldier Boy's life. Exactly, we get this. What's up? What's up? What's up? Martin, Gina, and Pam reuniting teased the hell out of a Martin comeback. Oh God, I hope to God that happens. I hope that that was that show was great, dude. Exactly, and I hate the Tommy's now dead. He's fat. Pass the chicken wings, dog. <laughs> I used to love the, the security guard that he would play. Oh, this oh, 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 yeah. oh, yeah. He's that Mister Poop. Poop. He used to do that karate. He do the karate moves in like the real tight pants. Exactly. <laughs> it's terrible, man. Oh, that show was great. I used to love that show. Love it. Hey, you I hope they do it. Is, don't you, Jerome? Yeah. Yep. He's Jerome. Oh, oh. Oh, oh, oh. I said Jerome in the house. I said Jerome in the house. Ah, ah, ah. Watch your mouth. We're about to die. Wow. <laughs> yeah, they, but what's his name? Uh, uh, oh, God. I just forgot his name. Cole. No, ball, Ball's got those teeth, though. <laughs> oh, oh, my God. Lonzo Ball. Lonzo Ball. Never lost. That's right. Never lost. Uh, I Never whiffed, lost. On his, whiffed on his name there, but that's who I was thinking of. 
<laughs> oh, man. We had this one last week, John. We got to get again. Baby Mama Drama. Rick Ross's sister sends baby mama Tia Kim for sketchy season the sis letter for airing out his and her dirty lemon pepper draws. <laughs> I love that. Lemon pepper draws. <laughs> And how can a cease and desist letter be sketchy, okay? <laughs> what is sketchy about it? Don't they just tell you, like, here's um, person A has, you know, said that person B or the court says person A can be no more than X amount of feet in proximity to person B. There is something ambiguous about it, right? Exactly. Oh, Jesus. Salt and pepper. <laughs> or no, lemon. Sorry. Oh my god, we got sad shot. Bereaved by a while says Erica Mena is the one who got away. Out here secretly engaged to Sierra before she got with future. Now we're Russell Wilson. I thought we weren't gonna have any uh Florida men on this week. I mean you're talking about future, he's I mean he's like the king of Florida, dude. He's, he's from Atlanta, but Florida loves He's like Florida's, like Florida's adopted song, son. State song, state artist. <laughs> so we've talked about this before with Russell Wilson. He, he's he's kind of a cornball, right? Yes. Like he just seems like, I mean, I, I'm not trying to, you know, throw too much shade at the dude. Like he seems like an all right guy. He just seems like a cornball. Like he's just one of those corny dudes that is kind of like, he, he seems like the type of guy that says, Aw shucks. Like that's he what that's, say all right? Shucks. Does he really? Yes. Awesome. Yes. Uh, I didn't know that. What an extreme though for Sierra. Go from future to Russell Wilson. Uh, maybe that's what she was looking for. She wanted like she had her time with future, so you know what? I need the exact opposite of this in my life right now. You know? But I love how Future Southern is named Future. I love that. <laughs> he's he's the future future. Exactly. We have the two-story warning, John. The two-story warning here. Get this. At the tender age of 84, Quincy Jones says he has 22 girlfriends around the globe. They all know about each other. He says, quote, I'm getting in. My man still on the, on the, on the prior. What? He? Okay, <clears throat> if you don't... If you don't know... Who Quincy Jones is okay by name, and there's I'm sure there's lots of people out there who don't. Th- that dude is like crazy prolific in musical s- scores for movies and uh, on stage uh, drama productions, all kinds of stuff, dude. All kinds of stuff. He's like literally like a musical genius. Exactly. So it doesn't doesn't you know? I well listen at 84. Good for him. I hope. I hope I'm on the Quincy Jones tip when I'm that age. I hope I'm doing the same thing. Exactly. The final story, John, is this. Good luck with that. Chloe Kardashian pleads with paparazzi to leave her exhausted, swollen, and nauseous, big, pregnant butt alone. So this quote, I can't take the heat. I'm carrying a child. <laughs> Wait a minute. You got to just run it all back for me because it's a Kardashian story, so I want to make sure that I, I understand yes. it completely. Good luck with that. Chloe Kardashian, please, with the paparazzi, leave her exhausted, swollen, nauseous, pregnant, big butt alone. Just quote, 
I'm carrying a baby. I can't take the heat. So she, okay. Out of the th- the three older sisters, she's the craziest one, right? You would think yes. And then, what's the other one? Courtney. Courtney, Kim, Chloe, and Kylie Jenner's also a sister. Right, but she, but she's younger. Yes. Okay, so I always got the impression that Chloe was like the wild child of, of the yeah, three older Stuart sisters. Harden, Lamar Odom, and she's knocked up by Tristan. She's just, Jesus Christ, dude. She's going to have uh, a deeper roster than the Hawks are come this time. Exactly. <laughs> come this summer. Exactly. Oh, Jesus. Okay. I don't know, man. Courtney always seemed like the relatively normal one to me, but even she's, you know, probably is, you know, out there, I would think. They're all whacked out, Yeah, and then I don't know too much about Kim. I honest, be honest with you. Whenever I see her, if she's talking, I'm not really paying attention to that. My my focus is on something else. Me, I am with you, brother. The force is with us. So, John, in the box support, celebrity box support. What is your take on this edition of the box support, my brother? I, I'm telling you, I like the celebrities edition, man. I like it. I, I'm digging it. I wasn't too sure about it to start, but I'm I'm feeling it. I'm feeling it. I'm gonna keep. It's gonna keep me. You know, I feel like I'm um, I'm back in the game, Jr. I'm back in the pop culture game. Got to keep my head on a swivel. I got to know what's going on now. Yes, indeed, folks. Jared and John. Boss man show, boss support. And if you don't know, now you know, you know.